This is an ABC podcast. This is Roots and Shoots, gardening on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Hey, Christine Layton and Sabrina Hahn broadcasting statewide. Jeez, it's good to be back, Sab. Oh, it's lovely to see you and Molly again. I missed you guys. Oh, I missed you too. I can't believe I missed World Naked Gardening Day, but I kind of didn't because after Fairbridge Festival, I thought it would be a good idea to join the Gardening Australia Facebook group mm-hmm. to learn more about plants and yes. because I've met, met Josh Byrne. Um, I joined on possibly the worst day so, because all we had was nude photos of people with cactuses. That was my Facebook feed. It got to the point where somebody actually said to the admin, you need to keep a hold on this because people just <laughs> turned into Twitter. Twitter? No. Was it called Tinder? I don't even Tinder. know. I didn't use it. Tinder. Did Sorry. you swipe right or swipe left? <laughs> no, no, I closed the application. <laughs> worst day mm. to join a gardening group on Naked World Naked Gardening Day. <laughs> Well, best and worst, depending on who you ask. Yeah, but yeah, true, true. This, this is our last week with you for a little while. Yes, because I'm off to visit the Queen. Well, not as such. Well, her son, anyway. We're going to Prince Charles Garden at High Groove. I'll have to, I'll have to put some little cotton wool balls in my mouth <laughs> and speak properly when I get there. Um, so this is part of the Chelsea Gardening Festival, is yeah, that right? Yes, so the Chelsea Garden Show is on, which is, you know, one of the world's biggest... Um, gardening shows and I'm taking uh, an unfortunate group of (laughs) 20 people traipsing around England um, to look at all the best gardens in in, um, particularly around Oxford so part of that's the Chelsea Flower Show but we go to Sissinghurst and Great Dixter and all those Highgrove you know all the truly magnificent gardens of England. So, so what do you have to do in the gardening world to get a gig like this? Because that, that's pretty that's pretty impressive. It's not bad, is it? No. It's not, not a bad gig. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm going to the Channel Islands for a week in Guernsey, a week in Jersey, and we'll I'll, we'll take it. I'll take a different group traipsing around there. Um, so every year I take gardening tours, and I go to different places every year, and for some unknown reason, people want to come with me. So, <laughs> so, but I've got a beautiful group. I've I've seen all their faces. Oh, you've already met them? No, but I have all their passport details. Oh, so. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't so, tell those um, on it. Um, so that's why I won't be here for the next three Saturdays. Um, but I will be sending through some glorious pictures. Please do. And I might have a pint of beer occasionally. You should. Along the way. You should. Mm. 1300 222 Give Sabrina a call. 1300 Or send us your texts on 0437 Nine double two seven twenty. Leanne from Corrine is going to start us off on the text Ooh. line. How how do I stop my variegated philodendron from going brown along the edges of the leaves? And she sent us a photo. Oh my lord! Mm. Well, if it's indoors, which looks like it is, do you think it's indoors? Ooh, hard to say, isn't it? If it's so, that kind the philodendron that. Um, that she sent is a, an indoor philodendron and it so it requires very low light um, but it's definitely being overwatered. Oh, okay. The problem is it's had too much water. It's on brick paving so it's probably outside. Uh, unless, well, you may have brick paving on the inside of your house. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, some people like that kind of medieval look. <laughs> um 
So two things, I'd say it's been overwatered, but it is sunburnt. Okay. So less light. 1300 uh, Paul is in Rivervale and has given us a call about his friend Japani. Hi, Paul. Morning, Paul. Oh, sorry, that's my fault. I didn't um, fade the fader up. Sorry, Paul, let's start that again. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Fire away, Paul. We've got you loud and clear now. Thank you very much. Um, I have a friend's tree, which I transplanted about six months ago. It was flourishing. Mm-hmm. And in the last couple of weeks, it started the leaves are yellowing and many of the branches are getting withered and very soft and spongy. Ooh. Withered, soft, spongy branches are a problem. The leaves going yellow are not because pretty soon frangipani leaves are going to drop their leaves. I mean, frangipani trees will drop their leaves. Now, uh, what you have to do... Where it's gone all soft and spongy, you need to cut all those branches off and you need to come about five centimetres below where it's spongy because if you don't, that rot will go through the whole tree and you'll lose the entire tree. No, okay. Mm. And there is a, there's a spray you can use that's an anti-rot spray. I'd spray the whole tree with that as well. Good stuff. Thank you, Paul. 1,300222. 720. Joel is in Craigie. Good morning, Joel. How are you? Good. Yeah, good. Um, yeah, basically, uh, we've got a couple of 40, 50 year old mango trees that we want to move um, from Kareen to Craigie. Um, just trying to find out the advice. Um, so, try not to kill them. So, they're between 40 and 50 years old. Yeah. Oh, wow. No. Oh. Can't do it. Well, I reckon... Are they stuck in their ways? Well, they're not only going to be stuck in their ways. There's going to be a couple of things that have there. Number one, they're going, they're going to go into a different soil type. Number two, you're going to have to sever off quite a bit of the root system. I mean, clearly you'd use machinery, I would think. Yeah. Because uh, that they'll be big trees. How many have you got? Joel? Uh, uh, four of them. Okay, so what you need to do is trial one. Oh, yep. Dig Sac- up one. Sacrificial mango tree. Yeah. Well, the thing is, you can prune mangoes quite hard. It's just not a good time of the year to do it. Do you have to do it now? No, uh, just trying to find out the best time. Okay, so you would need to wait until October. Yep. September, October. You're going to have to prune 50% off the top. Yeah, okay. And then you will have to get as much root ball as possible. Yep. Uh, You need a ripping, dirty big hole. Um, And then you're going to have to water it quite heavily when you first transplant it. But I don't like your chances of a 40-year-old mango being transplanted. But try, try one, Joel. Yep. And if you lose it, you're probably going to lose the others. Yeah, well, unfortunately, the the land's getting demolished, basically. Oh, it's being cleared. Okay, so... so so Oh, so it's all or nothing. Yeah, okay, you may as well dig them up, Joel, have a crack at it. But 50% off the canopy and then, um, you know, as much root mass as you can get. Yep, all right, thank you very much. And do it in September, October. Okay. Um, All right, we've got Darren who is in Beverly. Good morning, Darren. G'day, how are you going? Good. Um, yeah, I've got a tomato that it was sort of it grew by itself in the garden, in yeah. the patio. Yeah. And 
it's grown up to around about nearly three foot tall. Yeah. But it, the bush is not dying, but the flowers, is, there's only got one little branch that's got like seven flowers on half of yeah. it. Is that cold or what? Yeah. How, what are the nighttime temperatures in Beverly at the moment, Darren? Well, we've had this morning with a seventh frost. Yeah, nah, then. <laughs> Then uh, those flowers are not going to cut the mustard in weather like that, Darren. So it's to do with the yeah, it's it's the cold. It's not you, it's the cold. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and no, no, no. Okay, I'm able to rip it out. Yeah, may as well rip it out, Darren, and put in I don't know something else that you like to eat. That's you know nothing's as beautiful. Yeah, broccoli, uh, broccolini, cabbage, kale. (laughs) Every time I say that, I gag. Um, Cauliflower, all those things are really good to put in now. Okay, thanks very much. Okay, thanks, Darren. Thanks, Darren. Lots of lions free. Oh, there are too. I know, this never happens. I think people have probably slept in and they're just waking up and eating because it was freezing this morning, Mm. um, quite literally freezing for some places in WA, but it was six six degrees in Perth for us at least. Chilly. Do you know what? I I Mm. got up this morning early and um, because I have to pull out all the dead mole crickets in my fountain. I don't know why they go there. So for people that have trouble with mole crickets in their lawn... <laughs> put a fountain. <laughs> just put, no, put a big basin of water out. Because really? they, they go to the water. Every morning I fish out six dead mole crickets. Do you know what? We should ask Dr Bugalugs what's going on. Well, they must have to go there for water. Like I do not use any pesticide whatsoever in my garden. Yeah. Never have. But um, anyway, the reason I was telling you this story was I stuck my hand in mm. to scoop out the dead mole crickets and it was like ice. Yeah. It was so cold. Okay, but they've been oh. dying before the temperatures, right? They so do it all just, year. Yeah. They yeah. just all die in the... in the, And people are having problems. Mole crickets have been a real problem this year. Mm. We've had a few calls about them, haven't we? I think you can eat them. Oh, like do, like um, street food, like the, yeah, the yeah, Mexicans yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, but they, you know, when they when they drown in a pond, they smell disgusting when you pull them out. So <laughs> don't eat them then. Yeah, I'd I'd, <laughs> I'd have them fresh, if I <laughs> freshly barbecued. On the text line, Reese from Albany has said, uh, Sabrina, and you have just answered this really. What to plant in my veggie garden? Well, it's a great time of the year for all the brassica family. So, rocket, cabbage, cauliflower, broccolini, broccoli, kale, um, carrots are really good, beetroot, rhubarb, sensational for rhubarb, uh, onions, shallots, garlic. Um, what else can we put in there that's nice to eat? Are you going to disown me if I tell you we've been eating? eating um, cooked kale nearly every night of the week. You're joking. I know. Um, <coughs> we're on a... I know, God, and, and Molly's drinking got, it too. She's got some disgusting green slime it, in there. It's helped me lose 17 kilos, though, that is I'm not, on a well, low-carb diet. Yeah, that's because the kale probably gives you <laughs> diarrhoea because it's so disgusting. Oh, this is a good time to bring in Roy from Narragin, who's got a call. Hello, Roy. <laughs> Hello, Roy. I hope you're not a kale eater as well. No, I don't. I've never heard of it. Oh, oh good. good man. <laughs> you can have two questions. Tell us. <laughs> what can we do for you, Roy? Yeah, I was just asking, uh, about uh, 18 months ago, we planted two lipstick maples, and then probably about nine months ago, we planted another six, but they seem to be struggling. They don't 
um, when we planted them, we put in a bit of pig poo and some loosened mulch, but they don't seem to be growing as good as the other two that we originally planted. Right. And did you get them from the same place, Roy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it, look, it can be different pockets of soil. It can also be the root system of individual plants as to why they do and don't thrive. So uh, uh, pig poo and, and your the mulch that you used it, it probably is not enough. I know the soil at Narigen is not too bad, but you would really need to bolster it up with, um, with compost. And is it free draining? Uh, yeah, it's fairly gravelly. Gravelly, um, okay. But I, I, I dug the holes reasonably deep, and then I put the pig poo down the bottom, and yep. and a bit of topsoil and the and the loosened mulch. But yeah, those six just don't seem to be as taken off like the other two, and they're only probably fifteen metres away. Gee, um, okay. So they might need a bit of uh, extra uh, liquid fertilising just to get them to get them a bit stronger. Um, seaweed tonic is really good to give them. I mean, they're all going to be going into dormancy soon, so there's not too much point in liquid fertilising, but I would definitely be giving them some uh, liquid seaweed solution every couple of weeks and drenching the soil around them and see if that helps them to pick up a bit. Zero four three seven nine double two seven twenty. Uh Wally the truckie on the text line has said, I've got ants in my garden beds. What does that mean and is it a problem? I live in Geraldton. Uh well you're going to have ants in your garden bed in Geraldton because it's uh sandy soil and they love that. Some parts of Geraldton though have that beautiful loam. Yeah. You know, that it's all the the residue of the river loam. Ants in your garden means that the soil is dry enough for them to build their tunnels through. So you're going to have to use a wetting agent and get the soil to absorb all that moisture right. and that'll help. Okay, 1300 720. Goldie is in Boyan Up. Good morning, Goldie. Uh, morning, guys. How are you going? Good morning. Good. How are you? <laughs> yeah, great, thanks. Um, I've got a bit of an issue with um, passion fruit uh, rootstock. Yes. And it's... Um, it's just no passion fruits, um, but I've got lots of it. So how do I get rid of it? Oh, Goldie, the the rootstock comes from the banana passion fruit and it's so vigorous. You've just got to keep pulling it up. I mean, okay. eventually you do exhaust it. Yep. So, um, but you need to get onto it, you know, when it's quite small. All right. Well, mm, I've got a few um, gum trees that it's starting to grow right up to the top. So, yes. Oh, okay. So, sever yep. it off at the base. Yep. Cool. Thank and you. I really appreciate that. Okay. No worries. Thanks, Lorraine. Uh, and... That uh, that was uh, Goldie from Boyan Up, and on the text line, Donna from Double View has asked about whether she can still plant passion fruit in a pot at this time yeah. of year. Yeah, yep, you can certainly put it in a pot. No worries at all. Yeah, beauty. Here's Lorraine from Balga. Hello. Hi. Hello, Lorraine. Hiya. Good. Um, flavors in my compost. I heard you talking about it. How to get rid of them? Yeah. There's lots of them. Is there? Okay, so if you've got heaps and heaps of slaters in there, your compost either is not working or it's time that you ditched it and started again. Oh, 
Um, okay. So you can you can put the corrugated cardboard on top of your compost heap. Yeah. Um, but they've got so much stuff to harbour in in the compost. Only a few of them will go into the corrugated bits, and then you just burn it mm. or tread on it. Um, but if you, you basically what you've done now is your compost is just a breeding ground for slaters, so you want to get rid of it. So get rid of it. How? What do I do? With okay, it? so once you, if you on a nice sunny day, you mm-hmm. ha, is it actual compost or is it sort of still breaking down? Um, some of, it's mostly broken down. Yeah. Okay, so you can spread that all over your beds. Yeah. And then when you rake it out in do it at midday, mm. so the slaters hate the sunlight um, and then the birds will just come and pick them up because if, when you rake it, they'll all be on top. Good stuff. Uh, thank you for the call, Lorraine. 1300 Lots coming in on the text line. Greg said, could you please tell me some nice bushy plants to plant in Warnborough? Uh, Warnborough Port Kennedy area, please. Where the wind fairly howls in like nobody's business. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, there's a lovely, uh, well, they call it a small tree, but it's actually a large shrub, called the Fremantle Mallee. So that's Eucalyptus fecunda. And it has, a, it's, it's a beautiful bush, really, with gorgeous flowers. And that really is its name. People think that I've just made that up. <laughs> what colour are the flowers? F-O-E-C-U-N-D-A. Yep. Uh, they're cream, beautiful cream colour, and the bees love them. So that's a really good one. Any of the Adenanthus or the woolly bush does really well. There's a dwarf form of the um, mm, WA wedding bush does WA well. wedding bush. Yeah. Okay. Tomasia. Does well. Um, Melaleuca Little Nessie is another good one. Cunzia and some of the Callistamins, particularly the White Anzac, does well. Okay. Uh, Graham in Rivervale. Sabrina, can I grow a nodding violet from a cutting? Mm. You most certainly can for people who don't know what a nodding violet is. Yes, please. Uh, it's a beautiful little ground cover um, and it has a little blue flower that hangs its little head. Oh. Um, so you just rip a piece off, shove it in the ground and away it goes. Oh, good. Hmm. All right, let's go I love to plants like that. Ian, who is from Margaret River. Good morning, Ian. Oh, good morning. Uh, how are you this morning? Good. Oh, well, we were nippy, but now we've warmed up. <laughs> yeah. Sabrina, very quickly, um, I live on acreage at Market River mm-hmm. and the, the, uh, the pasture is now gradually being covered by this wretched penny royal. Oh, um, really? Yeah. Now, how do I get rid of it? Oh, good Lord. What's penny yeah, royal? Yeah, well, that's what I think I might need. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, a, it's a herb. It's a European herb. Um it's sort of related. It stinks like mint. Yeah, yeah. Oh. It's related to mints. Um, but like mint, it just goes berserk. Oh. It just, yeah, just marches on across a paddock. Um, now, the mint, so the pennyroyal has a slightly hirsute leaf, as in hair, has a bit of hair on it, which is good because when you spray it, uh, the, it sticks to the hairs and sticks to the leaf. So now... <laughs> There's no selective herbicide for pennyroyal. 
So you're going to have to use whatever you spray it with, Ian, is going to knock everything off that you spray. Is that going to be a problem? Oh, well, yeah, lose the whole bloody paddock. <laughs> right. Because most of the selective herbicides, how, how big's the property? Oh, it's, it's 40 acres of pasture. 40 acres, okay. Just, and probably about at least 10 acres has been taken over. Wow. Okay. So, Ian, what I would recommend you do is you go to an agricultural supplier, which you've got down there. Yeah. And you go and get a selective herbicide for broad leaf. What's in your pasture? Oh, just just, uh, grass for for cattle. Okay, all right. So uh, you're going to be grazing cattle there. You need to go. Yeah, you'll have to go. You'll have to go to an agricultural supplier and get a selective herbicide for broadleaf. Okay. Uh, good luck, Ian. Thank you for the call. Thirteen hundred triple two seven twenty. Roots and shoots. Gardening on ABC Radio Perth and WA. Before we move on to the next call, we had one from Wombat to say Happy Mother's Day to both you and I. Thank you, Wombat. Wombat, your little treasure. I was thinking about (laughs) Wombat last night. Yeah. Um... In the, con- know, in the context of, it would be a lovely compliment for him. <laughs> I often think of you, Wombat. Uh, no, I was thinking of Wombat last night because I was thinking he's going to miss me for the next three weeks. Yeah. Oh, we so, all will. I know. I've I been know. telling all my friends. Very So awesome. I've picked a bit of a bit of a rock and roll song. Not quite. It's not Akadaka Wombat. I, I didn't. I haven't got Akadaka for you, but um, but it's a bit of a bit of a rock and roll sort of. Vibe yeah. to it. All right. Anyway, Wombat, I'll say g'day to Prince Charles for you. Yeah, that's right. Are you going to go see the new baby, the royal baby Archie? I have no interest in the no. royal family, <laughs> actually. Okay, really. But, um, you know, if if Archie's about, if he's in the cabbage patch. Yeah, they were very tactical with the photo, <laughs> hey, um, the little beanie and the beautiful white blanket. I haven't blanket. seen it, I have to say. You can't no. see who he looks like because <laughs> that's a, you know, whenever you have a baby, that's the first thing oh, people yeah. comment on and you can't help it. And yeah. I still don't know who my daughter looks like. Well, they don't look like anything when they come out because their head's all <gasps> sort of squished. I know. Poor really. little sausages. I mean, you get given a baby and you go, ooh, <laughs> really? I hope its head is going to come yeah. good eventually. Lick that coating off you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wonderful segue to go to Nick in Hamilton Hill, who's been waiting patiently. Hello, Nick. Good morning. Morning, Nick. Happy Mother's Day for you both for tomorrow. Thank, Thank you, Nick. Very I, kind. I, um, I, I'm drinking my cup of tea in my lovely travel cup that one of my daughters gave me. With and blossoms on it? Is it's that... got, yeah, it's got cherry blossoms all over it. And my other daughter gave me a beautiful teacup. Oh. So, because I drink tea, not coffee, because I'm quite refined. Yeah, well, that's why they chose you for the Chelsea Absolutely. Garden Show. Absolutely. Um, quite refined. Well, do, do you want to um, give a shout out to your mum while we're here, Nick? I will do that. But she's, uh, yes, a happy Mother's Day to mum and, and also to my, my partner and the mother of my children. So, Aww. very much so. Aww. Very nice. That's lovely, Nick. Anyway, what Thank can you. what can this old chook do for you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is it, my question is, is it too late to plant garlic in Perth now? No, nah, because we had such a warm lead up to, well, winter starts, you know, pretty soon. But I haven't even put mine in 
So right. it's not not only because they haven't been here really, but no, it's definitely not too late, Nick. Perfect. You Thank can get, you very much. Get, get your wife to put it in tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow morning and the kiddies. 1300 222 I should use this opportunity to say a massive happy Mother's Day to my mum, Anne. Yes, who, I would think so. Oh, she's brilliant, generous. Uh, she's got a strong sense of social justice. We drive each other berserk sometimes, <laughs> but only because we love each other. <laughs> but she, she, yeah, she raised us well. And she taught me a lot about gardening, which I'm starting oh, to realise oh, now. Cool. They always took us out in the garden and showed us the Australian natives, which oh. is, is what they planted at Naranda when they first bought the house. Yeah. They made a very deliberate effort to do that and I think it was quite trendy in the 80s as yeah, well. Yeah, it was, yeah. Because yeah. we had a drought and that's when we had the first really big water restrictions yep. in the 1980s. So um, so she's taught you well. Yeah. My, I thank my mother for making my Banksia flower when I shoved her ashes underneath there, hadn't flowered for 12 years. Slapped a bit of the old mother underneath and poof, flowers the next year. Look at that. Just like that. Let's go to Rick in Bassendine. Good morning, Rick. Yeah, good morning. What's your question for Sabrina? Yeah, Sabrina, I'm very amateur as a garden. I bought before Christmas five rose plants. Yeah. And prepared the bed accordingly. They bloom beautifully. Yeah. Now we've got to say, I want to know how to prune them. Okay. Okay, great question. Um, so, Rick, you don't need to prune until the end of July. So any time in July or August is fine. Now, because they're only they're new bushes, don't take more than a third off. So um, no more than a third and you do it June, uh, July or August is the best time. Okay. Thank you, Rick. Um, someone called in to mention that Penny Royal, mm-hmm. that Ian from Margaret River was talking about, is toxic to pregnant women, oh. which is interesting. Thank you for telling I us. didn't know that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. 1300 We'll get to some more calls shortly. Uh, let's do your song request. Yes. That- it's for you, Wombat. <laughs> <laughs> so who's this? Uh, this is Hole. Actually, and this is a song called Malibu, and uh, it's a very pumpy little song. And you could wash dishes, cook to it, or have a glass of wine with it. Do all of the above. Although it is nine thirty in the morning, so <laughs> oh, have a cup a, of tea. This is a great song. Yeah, yeah of course. Cracked up. Sabrina, good choice. Uh, so for those who recognise the vocals, uh, Courtney Love was the rhythm guitarist and the lead singer. And that was from their third studio album, Celebrity yeah. Skin. Yeah. Such a good album, that one. Forgotten about it. Mm. I like it when you do that. We just rock here. Yeah. We rock here. Mm. And by rock, we rest <laughs> during the song. <laughs> Actually, I do have a couple of... Um, I have had feedback from a couple of older people, mm. older than me even... Uh, that don't like my song choices at all. Oh, really? Mm. But does that mean you'll change them? Absolutely no, not. Okay. <laughs> okay. But 
music taste is music taste. And when Dr. Carl was on with Sabrina yesterday with Eddie Wu, I with typed Jillian. a question asking about music taste because my nine-month-old daughter Bonnie loves Miss Polly Had a Dolly Who Is It? Oh, really? Hates the wheels on the bus, but she's not ah. old enough to have preconceived notions about Perth's bus system. No, so no, no. She's got her own <laughs> taste in music, and I wondered what the science is behind it. So I'm going to make sure that and absolutely. Jillo, to her credit, let the kids go first. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll just ask it um, another time. Jessie, the oldest, my oldest one, she mm. she loved Harry Belafonte. Oh, I love Harry Belafonte. When she was screaming and I couldn't get her to sleep, I used to stick her in between two speakers and just put on a whole oh. a whole LP of Harry Belafonte. And she yeah. loved it. The Banana Boat song was her favourite one. She used to call it Tally Bitty Banana. Yeah, this guy. That's the one. Man smart, woman smarter. One of my favourite songs. Yep. Um, not just because of the lyrics. I just really like the rhythm. It's good. Uh, it helps when I'm arguing with my husband. Let's get to call 1300 720. Jan from Balcata has been waiting patiently. Good morning, Jan. Good morning. Morning, um, Jan. Just a question. The street, the Birch Green Race pickup. Yeah. One coming up. Yeah. And I have got very large French pennies. Yes. You are supposed to prune them when the leaves drop off, aren't you? No. That's no. when you don't prune them. It, it, it's the Hawaiian frangipani or the deciduous, um, not the native one you're talking about? Yeah, it's the big white with white Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the reason we don't prune them in winter, Jan, is because they're a tropical plant and once you prune in winter and it rains, you'll get a rot going all the way down the stems. So you actually prune your frangipani tree uh, at the, you either do it in spring, but you won't get many flowers for that year, or you do it just at the end of February, March. Ah, so it has to be warm weather, so I'd wait until March. All right. Thank you, Jan. Uh, let's go to Michael, who's in Broome. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are you this lovely sunny morning? Ah, oh. glorious. And how is beautiful Broome? Oh, well, the, the, the car said it's a lazy 24 degrees. Oh, so, how so. glorious. Freezing up there. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So so what, what I've got is we've got some lovely mango trees, but mm-hmm. over the last couple of years they've been getting very knobbly at the ends. Ah, yes. And, and fortunately I've got some friends in um, Aquas. Yes. And they, they took some samples and they identified that I've got mango bud mites. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, now, I've done lots of research. I've spoken to the local chemical suppliers and things like that, and I'm not really getting anywhere on how to treat it or what to do or anything like that. Do I need to harshly prune it? Do I need to pesticide spray it? Or Okay. Help? So the thing is it's an edible crop, and you can get – there are pesticides for mite um, that you can spray the mangoes with that are a systemic spray or you have to uh, a- a- attack them when the mites are active, when, the, when they're young and you'll have to do a couple of cover sprays if you want to go a more organic line. How big are the mango trees, Michael? Oh, they're reasonably large. Some of them are about six or seven metres tall. Oof. Um, okay. You know, so, and they're being they're being great producers, but it's I'm, I'm 
from one of the garden resorts here, and we've got about eight of these mango trees that guests love to pick mangoes from as well as the wallabies. Okay. Oh. So you can't... I would not recommend you use systemic insecticides. Right. Do, so... Do you have any suggestions? I know you can't um, identify too many things, but I've, I've, I've hit a few dead ends. Mm. Um, well, only dead ends at the moment. Okay. Now, what there actually, what we'll do, Michael, is if you stay on the line and give your phone number to Molly, um, I'll ring you up after the program because you. Th- I can give you the name. I can't give product names over oh, air. this is the struggle. Yeah, but I will ring you back after the program, Michael, and just talk to you about that. That'd be great. Thanks. Thanks okay. Sabrina. No right. worries. Don't want to affect his TripAdvisor reviews if people no. take the mangoes and they're not, they're not no. so well. Um, no. Let's go to Susan, who is in Morley. Hello, Susan. Oh, hello, girls. How are you going? Good. Jolly good. That's good. Look, um... I'm not a particularly good gardener. In fact, I'm quite dreadful. (laughs) And I'll be first to admit that. But um, I'm wanting to transplant and dig dig up and transplant a mature rose bush. I have to do it fairly soon because I want to take it from a deceased relative's Right, and okay. And going on the market. So yep. I can't wait too long. Yeah, no, that's fine. You're, you know, if, if you could wait maybe another week or two, is that possible? Oh, yeah, that's possible. Okay. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, that... You know, maybe months, but I... No, 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 no. Oh, no, okay. because um, the roses are slowing down now and, you know, you can... So what you need to do is if you can wait a few weeks, yeah. then prune it, take 50% off it, Susan. 50%. Yeah. Okay. And then dig it up and are you going to put it in a pot or is it going in the ground? Um, not sure. Probably... Uh, they're, they're fairly big. So okay, so pop it in the ground. I'll put it in the ground, yeah. Okay, so just make sure that you've got the holes already prepped mm-hmm. um, so that when you dig them up, you can put them straight in. What about the roots? Do I t- t- you'll have to roots? cut, yeah, well, the, you'll have to cut some of the roots off when you dig them up. Yeah. But what you need to do, Susan, is just trim those where you've severed them with the spade. You'll need to print prune them with a good sharp pair of secateurs so mm-hmm. so it's not a rip or a tear it's a nice clean cut on the root system okay and they transplant really well oh good because these are beautiful roses what, yeah. what really color ones that got oh, don't I, well don't ask me what they are but right. i can tell you there's a beautiful uh, pink one yeah really dark pink it's beautiful smells mm. and you know you don't get roses these days that smell so nice and these yeah. really mature ones that he put in years ago gosh oh, yeah so well yeah, worth some... saving aren't they mm. oh absolutely and i thought well i won't he's got quite a lot so they won't miss a couple if i nick them <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely they're going to a good thank home thank you so much for okay. that thanks, thanks susan. susan 1300 my neighbor told me that actually that the the older roses have a stronger perfume yeah and, and, and why why is that well, what happened was, because rose breeding's been going on for centuries, but so when you breed a plant, you, you bring out certain characteristics. And, and the, the original early roses only had one flowering flush, really. So roses were then developed so that they flowered for most of the year apart from midwinter. Oh. But part of the, what they lost in that 
was the perfume of the flowers. But now they're actually breeding roses that flower all year round and have a perfume. Interesting. So a lot of the David Austin roses, he's an English breeder, and some of the French and German roses, that's that's actually Australia's very good on rose breeding. Mm. Um, we have Alistair Clark roses, who my grandmother knew very well and um, had quite a few of his roses in her garden. But we are starting to get the the perfumed roses back. Okay. So most of the floribundas don't, they're, they're the ones that really, you know, they have great big bunches of flowers on them. Yep. Many of those don't have a perfume, but okay. there, there are perfumed ones available now. On the text line, uh, we've got a, a question from Agent 639 and a photo. The text says, thought on how to get my hydrangeas back to good health. Oh, sorry, it's Dave from South Perth. Um, let's have a look. So yes. Oh, he's got scale on them. Yeah. So he's got scale. Uh, they've obviously got a potassium deficiency. Um, now they're going yellow, as you can see. Mm. That is quite normal at this time of the year because hydrangeas are deciduous plants. Ah. So they lose their leaves in winter. So because we've had cold nights now, the hydrangeas will start slowing down. So I wouldn't be concerned too much about it. You can prune them in June and I would spray with a with an oil spray to get rid of the scale that's on there and then start feeding them up in spring. Okay. Uh, Rob is in Rockingham. Hello, Rob. Hello. Morning, Good Rob. Good morning. Hello, good morning. You must be gentle with me. I'm a virgin. To uh, are you, Rob? I'll, I'll try and be gentle. <laughs> I'm not, I have to tell you I'm not known for it, but <laughs> the woman with her uh, machete. <laughs> so give, yeah. give it a crack. Yeah, well, my, my, my uh, question is regarding persimmon in Rockingham. Yes. Do you think I'll be able to grow a persimmon tree in Rockingham? No. <laughs> oh, sorry, Rob. She wasn't gentle at all. <laughs> okay. The reason I say that, Rob, is the soil's gutless. The, yes. You've got the salt-laden winds, and I hate that. Uh, you don't get enough. You don't get enough uh, chill factor for them to fruit properly. Right. So. Pick something else, Rob, and I'll be much kinder <laughs> to you. <laughs> Any ideas? Uh, you, 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 oh, you, <laughs> you've upset me now. I'm, I'm, known, I'm known for my honesty, not for my yeah, kindness. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Oh, thanks for the call, Rob. <laughs> Thank you. That's all right. Yeah, try, try a locust tree. Nothing a like, tree. Yeah, nothing like a persimmon, but... Um, you know, a locust tree will do very well in Rockingham. Very good. Um, I said machete. What is the what is the tool that you always use? Oh, is that what you were doing? Yeah. I was wondering. Tomahawk. Tomahawk. Thank you. Sorry, my daughter's teething at the moment, so my brain's buffering. <laughs> it's <laughs> like charades. Christine's <laughs> doing something with her arm, oh. and I'm thinking, oh, hello. it might be a nervous twitch. Yeah, it could be. Um, as well, uh, Natalie is in Clarkson. Good morning, Natalie. Hi there, how are you going? Yeah, good. Good. Um, I'm just ringing up to ask, I've got a climbing rose plant yeah. that is growing fiercely, Yeah. just will not flower. It didn't flower last year either, so we cut it right back Yeah. and we've replanted it, repotted it, Oh. and it's still, it's growing like mad, but it's yep. still won't flower. What, what, which rose is it? I'm not sure, it's just like a miniature pink one. 
Okay. All right. Now, what you need to do, Natalie, is you need to... It's kind of the wrong time to do it now. So yes. you... I wonder if it's a um, spring flowering rose. Anyway, what you need to do is you need to get some of the branches. You need to slow the sap flow down. I have to say that slowly because, no, get all the words muddled up. Um, So you need to tie them down so they're sort of at a 45-degree angle. Yeah. And where that sap flow slows down, they'll shoot... Uh, a branch that will go straight upright and that one will flower. Okay. So yeah. you just bend them over. Okay, cool. And yeah, you've had it trying to grow upwards. Up yeah, no, no, you've got it. Yeah, it's probably wanting to grow up, but you want it to grow sideways, horizontally. Okay. And then it will flower. Excellent. And what about the jasmine plant? No, well, that should just flower. <laughs> Whether it grows up, out, over or through. And what month is that flower? Depends which jasmine. There's a winter flowering jasmine, but most of them flower in spring and summer. Okay. Thanks, Natalie. 1300 222 Earlier this morning we had a call from a nine-year-old Marcus uh, ah. who told us during Thank God It's the Weekend that he was off to do park run to beat his personal best. He's been kind enough to text us through. Wow. Yes. Uh, he said, we are still waiting for the official result, but we're sure it was a PB by a long way. Um, previously, it was 29 minutes 54. Uh, sorry, his first park run was 31 minutes 18, second 29.54, and today was around 25 minutes first in his age group. So, Wow, well yeah. done. Isn't that incredible? Well done. And I, I love it. I love it when we get varied calls I from know, isn't all it around cool? the place. Yeah, get to know what's going on in the state. Yeah, it was wonderful. And we, we've got a lovely text uh, from Rob mm. who, because uh, we had the question about the, the bud mite on the mango and Rob has told us that there is a predatory mite available, an insect called, he's called it Doreen. I uh, can't remember the scientific name, but they're being bred by a company in South Australia. Yeah. And okay. um, so, but you can get predatory mites here in Western Australia. There's a, there's a company that grows them um, and predatory mites are sensational for knocking off. I, d- I don't know if that one knocks off the bud mite. But anyway, okay, that well, is great. Thank you so much, Rob. Yeah, we'll collect these phone numbers and, and yep. you can... You can definitely give them a call back. Uh, this one from Anne-Marie and Bill Robertson. Uh, Sabrina, can you tell us what's wrong with this gum tree? We planted it in November last year. Oh, that looks like an erythrochoris and half of it's dead. Uh, it's got very dry brown leaves. Uh, at some point in time, it's been water stressed, but there's plenty of green leaves on it. Um I wouldn't worry too much. I think it will come back. It, it definitely looks like water stress more than anything. Okay. And some textual love for your song choice, uh, oh. Malibu Hole, uh, from Sam and every listener under 50. Um, it's, it's a good counter for the bird noises and horrid music we have to deal with. <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> oh, come on. Macra in the morning. He loves it. He loves his kookaburra noises. Uh, let's go to Marsha, who's in Cool up. Hello, Marsha. Hello. Hello. What, what's your question for hey. Sabrina? Um, yes, I was just wanting a suggestion to plant a tree in a very small courtyard, like about four and a half metres, and it's to go in the corner which sort of butts up to the other three houses. Right, okay. 
So, so I guess it can't be big. Yeah, yeah. And maybe deciduous. Yes, I would definitely go deciduous in a courtyard. Um, you know what is truly beautiful, and people don't plant them enough as a as a small courtyard tree are apple trees. Oh. They're oh, the most okay. beautiful tree. You get the the lovely pink rose blossom on it, yeah. and then it's got mm-hmm. that lovely soft green leaf, um, and oh. it's a perfect little canopy tree. How big do they get yeah. to? It depends on the. It type. depends yeah. on the rootstocks, mm-hmm. so you can get them on semi dwarf rootstocks. So. Um, and I think that it's such a lovely little tree. Are you open to this kind of commitment, Marsha? Yes, yes, that sounds great. Yeah. Actually. So um, all the all the fruit trees are available now, Marsha. You may not, you won't get fruit unless you've got two apples, but you could get a double grafted apple, and then you'll get apples and the cockatoos that come and eat them for you. <laughs> all right, let's go to Sue in Green Bushes. Good morning, Sue. Oh, good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You're um, welcome. I, I have um, a tree fern, which, I, if memory serves, serves me correctly, it was called Kalgoorlie Gold. Right. A bit of some tolerance to it. Right. Um, it's grown so tall that it's almost in the gutters. It's got this tall fin. Wow. And, and I, I'm just wanting to lop it down. Um, can I do that and it'll reshoot or... Now, I'm not sure if the Kalgoorlie gold is a Dixonia or a Cyathea. Do you know? No, I don't. Okay. Um, Because one, you can cut the trunk off and it shoots from the base and the others you can't and they die. So what you need to do, Sue, is have a look and see if it's a Dixonia or a Cyathea. Uh, how do I tell that? Um, if you if you Google uh, Kalgoorlie gold tree fern, yeah, oh, it, it'll cool. give you its proper botanical name. Sure. Yeah. Um, so if it's a uh, Dixonia, you it, when you cut the top off, it'll actually it won't shoot from the top, but it'll shoot from the base. Yep. Um, and if it's the other one, then uh, you can grow it from the top. So, ah. so you have to you'll have to Google which one it is because I'm I'm not sure which right. which whether it's Cyathea or Dixonia. So if it's Dixonia, cut it from the base. Yeah. And if it's the other, I can cut it halfway up. Yes. Yeah. Fabulous. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks, Sue. Thanks, Sue. Uh, I reckon you'll probably be able to handle this one pretty quickly because it relates to a text Ah. that we just read out. Hello, Maggie. Hi. Hi, Maggie. Hi. I've got a, um, my lovely hydrangea. I don't really trim it. I let it more or less do its own thing. Yeah. But the um, old leaves have got like a mildew mildew Uh, on them. Oh, yeah. Powdery mildew. Yeah. So how do I get rid of that? Uh, At this time of the year, I just pull the leaves off and ditch them. Well, I pulled the old leaves off, but it's making new oh, leaves. Oh, new leaves, the okay. There is a organic fungicide that's right. potassium bicarbonate. Okay. You buy it in a pot and mm-hmm. it's uh, in a powdered form and you mix it with water and you spray yep. the entire... You've got to spray the entire bush, whole though, plant. Maggie. The whole okay. plant. Yeah. Yep. So um, do that, you know, as soon as possible. I will. Thank you so much. Okay, no worries. Thanks, Maggie. Uh, Phil is in Lathlane. Good morning, Phil. 
Hi, Sabrina and, uh, and friends. <laughs> Last I'll week, take that. That's fine. <laughs> last week, uh, a gentleman rang up about naphthalene. He wanted naphthalene flakes. Yes. And they're no longer available no. because they look very much like ice crystals. Ah. The drug. So they've taken them off the shelf. Ah, as oh. in ice, the drug. Whoa. Yes. Wow. That's what the chemist told me. But ah. you can get them. In bowl form, in bowls. Yes, yes. In, in, in packets in the supermarket. And what uh, I do is I just crush it up or I just hang it up in the wardrobe to get rid of the silverfish. The silverfish and the moths. Thank you so much. That's an interesting tip. Yeah. And interesting that they took them off the shelves for that reason. Um, mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're highly toxic. Okay. I mean... Yeah, well, so is ice, really. It's well, yeah, but yeah. also not available on the shelves. Um, no. Wally is in Byford. Well, not the shelves that we go and visit and no. shop at, but no. I'm sure it's on some people's shelves. Oh, we are so loose. Um, hello, Wally. Thanks for waiting. What's your question for Sabrina? Hello. Hello, Hi. Wally. Oh, yes. Oh, thank you. Good morning, ladies. Sabrina, I have a black grape vine and uh, the leaves are showing a very bronzed appearance on the upper side. Okay, that can be due to a fungal disease, Wally. So uh, you can use a, a lime sulphur spray and spray all the leaves or wettable sulphur, any of those, and that'll knock off that fungal disease. That's why they're, they're going bronze and, of course, you know, they're deciduous. So unless you've got the ornamental grape, but okay. that goes, that's called the glory vine, mm. but, and it goes bright red. So, but that's already done that. So it won't be that, Wally. It'll be, it'll be fungal disease on the, on the grape. So you can hit it with the uh, potassium bicarbonate spray that I talked about, or you can just use lime sulphur. Okay. It's three minutes to 10. Uh, and then you'll hear sports talk. Clint Wielden, Mick Malthouse and Mark Duffield, they're going to chat about Perth Glory's incredible penalty shootout win last night that has the glory going into the A-League grand final and they'll have all the Eagles and Dockers news as well. I spoke to a guy who's running the the new food truck park, oh, the yeah. Perth Mess Hall. He said he was so scared when he heard the roar. He thought they were all going to come running. They don't know he's there yet. Is so. the Perth glory, are they a, a soccer team, are they? Yeah, it was three all, all right. um, and then they won in penalty. I think it was 5-4 was the penalty shootout. Getting the nod from Adam, Adam uh, Bryant in the booth, which is Aaron Bryant's in the booth, which is a good thing. To the text line 0437922720. How can I save my Queen of the Night, please, from Maureen in Floriot? Uh, so Queen of the Night is a, um, a cactus, has beautiful big white flower, um, and I'm not sure what's wrong with it, but it looks like it's rotting or... Ooh, yes, it does. Ooh, okay. So it needs to come out of that pot, needs to dry right out. It's it's getting much too much water. Replant it in a different pot and different soil. Okay. Uh, I reckon we can sneak in one more call. Louisa from East Fremantle, you've got about 30 seconds. What's happening okay. with your lavender? Hi, hi, ladies. Quick one. Really mature lavender hedge mm-hmm. and... At the base of the plants, everything's grey. The leaves are, you know, dry. Yeah. The tips are still healthy. Yeah. What can I do? Is it a soil thing? And one of the one of the plants 
in the middle of the road died and I had to pull the whole plant out. Yeah, oh. they're, they're probably all going to die. Lavenders live fast, die young. Oh, do they really? You Ooh. wouldn't think so because Ooh. they're quite innocent, aren't they? I know. But Help they're... you go to sleep. Well, <laughs> yes, there is that. Now, the problem is, Louisa, once they're like four or five years old, they actually get a fungal disease at the base of the plant oh. and it just rips through. You can try spraying with the fungicide, but usually by the time the symptoms come out, it's too late. Okay. So, oh, Sabrina, we are going to miss you for the next three weeks. Have fun in Chelsea, the UK. Tell us how um, Prince Charles Garden goes. Oh, I certainly shall. <laughs> I'll be wearing my pearls. <laughs> I'm sure you'll make it better whatever you do while you're over there. Um, we'll see you when you return. We're yep. going to be broadcasting from Carlisle Primary School next weekend for Election Day. Sports Talk up next. Have a good weekend. Thanks for your calls and texts. See Bye. ya. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. You can discover more ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listener.